0: On, but
1: Bradley realized that it was Thalivar's ghost haunting the tower and possessing Gallio each night. He and Inverna managed to fight off a hideous aberration, save Gallio's life, and rid their new mage friend of his possession. But not without letting the ghost of Thalavar escape. <laughs> Hello and welcome.
0: My name is Thorin George.
1: My name is Tits McGee. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's
0: right, Tats. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you.
1: And why would we do that? Konk schmonk, lagonk? Well, Tots,
0: maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you just need to let out a good little laugh. Just a little laugh. Just a little <laughs> chuckle.
1: <laughs> we're here to... <laughs> we're here to help you with that. But, y'all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That's right, it's not all laughs. This means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. Right now, we're running Storm Lord's Wrath. So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now.
0: And... There's another warning we should offer them.
1: That's right, conk Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and public indecency. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes.
0: Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular.
1: And our session 11 of Stormlord's Wrath. Why don't we just naturally ease ourselves into the banter portion of this episode? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So jerking it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you were going to teach me about jerking it.
0: I don't remember saying that. So I, uh, um, I was walking, uh, pebbles the other day. Pebbles is his dog. Yeah. Pebbles is my dog. Which, if you followed our social media, you would know that. Because of dogs of the pod. So, I was walking Pebbles the other day. And this this, this old man approaches me. Uh-oh. And he goes, he goes, I've got a quest for you, young man.
1: Ooh. And I said, well, first spicy.
0: off. First off. I, six I feet, identify six feet, as non-binary, so please get my, uh, get my gender correct.
1: Okay. So, like, oh, sorry, and sorry, then, sorry. And then you said six feet, and there's a pandemic still, sir. What? You said six feet back, please, there's a pandemic right now. Yes,
0: no, exactly. Of course, of course. So, so this God, old that guy- joke didn't land at all. No, it didn't. Well, I didn't hear you.
1: Oh, well, that makes it tough to land a joke. <laughs>
0: So So the guy he he stands back six feet and he puts on a mask and I put on my mask because you know I'm talking to a person now and he goes Hello young non binary I have a quest for thee.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm and like, I go I'm "What?" where this is going.
0: And I'm and I go, well, what is this quest that you have for me strange man and he goes i'll give you three guesses and you must tell me what i have in my pocket
1: is that is, the, is what's in the pocket the prize for the quest or is that the quest i don't know that's okay, the, so, I guess that's the quest. We hope that's the quest because if, ho- that's yeah, no, that's, if that's well, the I mean, prize, that's the least efficient way to give someone a quest.
0: So I, <clears throat> I am, I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his, his he's wearing a robe, I'm looking at his robe, doesn't really look like it has pockets. So my first guess is nothing. And he goes, wrong. And then my second guess is, okay, well, your hands. And then he goes, ah, 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 they're right here, see? And he, like, wiggles his little fingers at me. He's got little fingers, like little stubby, uh-huh. like Vienna sausage fingers.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then I go, fuck, I've only got one guess left. Uh-huh, and I really, uh-huh. I want to pass this quest. I, 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 He just piqued my curiosity, you know? Right. Like, I didn't even know what I was going to get for completing this quest. Right. And I i think really hard and i'm like uh-huh. what can an old man give me
1: uh-huh generational wealth like,
0: oh, yeah candy
1: yeah uh, Yeah. you yeah, know yeah, thinking
0: yeah. thinking uh, but i said it like <laughs> thinking i bet it's childhood. not candy right and he goes <laughs> you're wrong and he pulls out a fucking gun and he just shoots me oh my god in
1: stomach oh my god and that was your prize, and that was my prize. Was the bullet? Was the bullet? Yeah, I
0: pulled it out later, and I, I wow. it, it had a little note attached to it and said, "You lose," because I didn't and, get it. I didn't get it right. It was a gun that was in his pocket. I, I and guess he was gonna.
1: The, that's the first time you met your biological father.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's where I was.
1: That's oh, where wow. I was exactly where I was going with so the story. So that's the real pri- prize. is The family we've made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's get to this fucking D and D thing, huh? <laughs> Bradley, you and Inverna and Galio are all at the top of the House of Thalivar, bloodied, battered, beaten. Are we at the top? Or are we at broken? Floor practically three. at the top. You're at floor three. Whatever. Okay. You've got one, pretty bold for a guy who's only got one HP, okay? To be questioning your DM like that. I could fucking drop a fucking feather on your head and kill you right now. A level one goblin could fuck your shit up right now. How about that? Not if
0: I get combated. Not if I get first initiative.
1: Not if I get combated correctly. Exactly. Not if I get combated correctly. Exactly like what the book says. Okay, shut the fuck up. Here's the deal. Gallio looks at you. He caresses your cheek gently and he kisses you on the mouth. Just kidding. Although, wouldn't that be a twist?
0: Wouldn't that be a twist?
1: He turns to you and he says... What if we just
0: made this into a smut podcast? <laughs> where we just act out sex scenes with each other?
1: <laughs> just... Okay, so... Gallio turns to you. He shows uh... Bradley, I'm sorry. I, I don't have any gold to give you, but...
0: Oh, there's... No, I didn't come here for gold. I came here because I guess someone needed your help, but something... I don't, I don't really remember why I came here.
1: Something brought me here. Gods, you must have shuffled a concussion. Okay, well, you shaved my life, regardless of what you came here for or didn't come here for. You shaved it. I've shaved yours in the past and that makes us even. But I'm leaning towards being a little less even with you than you are with me. So as a reward I will cast you a spell. Are you familiar with the spell Legend Lore? And if you want to take a moment to Google Legend Lore go for it.
0: Okay. So no isn't it.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll say you could Bradley said no but instead of me reading a description of a spell I'll just generally speak it once you understand what it is he says you see I could I could take a moment and I could teach you about something briefly but I could give you the significant lore Of the thing you named. So. Think about it. Okay. And if you don't know of anything right now. You can come back later. I'll help you.
0: I want to know more. About the god Talos.
1: Mm. Hmm. Alright. Let's do this. He sets up. Candles. He focuses On the idea. Of Telos. And he says to you. Yes. After ten minutes of sitting in silence awkwardly. He says. uh, Yes. His. His worshippers are often ravagers. Raiders. Looters. Brigands. And. He's chaotic evil. His symbol is a. Three lightning bolts radiating from a single point. He's also known known as the Destroyer, the Storm Lord, the Storm Star, the Raging One. He is an evil god. He seeks destruction over everything else. He's self-serving. He demands utter obedience from his priests. And he instructs them to spread destruction too. People call his followers Talosans. After the spell plague, many came to believe that Talos was, in fact, an aspect of the orcish god, Grumsh. But it's clear they are two distinct deities. However, that might lend itself to more orcs than usual following Talos. Talos wants to see the Storm Coast sundered, and if he believes Leilon is a key to the success of Neverwinter, we may be an easy target for him to try and destroy. And then he looks at you, he says, hope that helped.
0: It will, if it doesn't right now. It will in the future,
1: and Verna nods and she says, I'm glad you asked about Talus. She pats you on the shoulder and she turns the Galio. Thank you for Does, for taking that time for us.
0: Did your spell tell you any connection to... What was the death god's name again? Miracle. Did, did it tell you if he had any connection to Miracle
1: at all? Those are two completely different deities. I don't see how they would have any connection if anything... I could see them warring with one another.
0: Interesting. If there was anyone in town who would know about the gods, who do you think it would
1: be? Well, probably Marigold. He, uh. He is a priest. And Lethanda's light has shone on this town mainly because of that man. But. I could also see Zephyros, perhaps knowing more. You could speak to either of them or both.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope now that you're no longer being possessed, your study and your work can go unhindered.
1: Yes. I appreciate you immensely. He gives you a handshake. Yep, gladiator handshake. Grab the forearms, not the hands. You and Inverna head out, and while it is still raining, you are more than welcome to go ahead and take yourself a little long rest.
0: Oh, thank fucking God. I need it.
1: The two of you both fall asleep in your tent. It is damp, as per usual, but it doesn't matter. You're fucking exhausted. You got the shit kicked out of you, but you did survive it. And can
0: I, can I ritual cast, can I ritual Lehman's tiny hut
1: over our tent? Oh, absolutely. So that it doesn't rain on us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. You wake up cause you went to bed pretty early. It was only about, um, well, no, you went to bed pretty late. Wait, no, you went to bed pretty early cause you five o'clock to, it was only like eight thirty. So I would say yeah. it's nine o'clock when you went to sleep. So you're waking up at about 5 a.m. When you wake up, uh, you didn't have a single dream. It was a dead sleep. But you wake up and you're sleeping on your back. And you notice that Inverna's sleeping on her back as well. But you feel in your hand, she uh, must have held your hand through the night.
0: That's so sweet. What a sweet uh, lady
1: you get a little squeeze she kind of pulls it says oh um oh god it's it's already morning time
0: i feel like that's the best sleep i've gotten in this town so far
1: oh man i i did not sleep well do you have any bad dreams uh yeah yeah i had a dream i just i had a dream about what i saw in the tower when that ghost tried to scare us. What did you see? I I saw my, uh... I saw my daddy getting his throat slit again. Um, Is that your worst fear? Well, it must be losing somebody because when his body fell down, he didn't have his face. Um, He had yours. So, I guess my biggest fear is losing the people I love.
0: I mean, that makes sense. And, you know, I know I've stuck my neck out there on more than one occasion, quite literally last night. But, and I pat her on the back, I don't intend on dying anytime soon.
1: She nods and she says, yeah, me neither, but neither did my daddy. So, uh, I completely forgot to tell you, while you were investigating, um, that house for all those hours, uh, me and Valdi might have shared a little kiss. Oh? And she smiles, and she she kind of shoves you, and she says, fuck off, I shouldn't have told you. Just a kiss? Yeah, it was a very nice kiss. Uh, we we talked for a while, and and then a while longer, and then everybody cleared out of the fishery, and then we were just sitting on the dock watching the sunset, and... I leaned in and I kissed her she kind of blushes and she says yeah I hadn't I hadn't felt this way about somebody in a while but um she seemed shocked when I did it so it was nice for a moment but I might have come on too strong
0: how did she respond
1: I mean, she kind of backed up, and she was blushing, and she touched her lips, and she said she had to go. She stood up, and she she walked off. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, it was just too fast. I, I, I'm not... I'll, I'll still try and talk to her more.
0: Well, you know, good on you. Fuck yeah. I'm so proud of you.
1: She nods at that, and she says, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself, too. Um...
0: You know, I had the opportunity to kiss someone the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was during that. Uh, secrets or Daring, whatever, that stupid game.
1: Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, yeah.
0: What's her name? Little. What's her name? Scylla.
1: Oh, Silla she's said, way too young for you, Bradley.
0: No, 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 no. She said. I She basically told me to kiss the most attractive person, who I thought was the most attractive person in the circle. And I said, well, I couldn't. She goes, why? And I said, well, I can't kiss myself.
1: <laughs> in Verna's stone-cold face, she just does not look amused by that at all. She says, are you serious? That's what she said.
0: Thought it was a rather good one, personally.
1: as not that funny. It, was there nobody there that interested you?
0: I mean, there were attractive people there, but... I don't know. I, I I don't really know any of them, quite like I, I like. I haven't really shared any conversations with anyone save Scylla, but she's way young.
1: And yeah, yeah, you got almost like ten years on her, don't you?
0: Yeah, no, exactly, and I don't. Yeah,
1: that's that's no. a lot. That's a lot. Uh, she nods. She says, and honestly,
0: right. I don't even think like if she was older, I'm not even certain.
1: Yeah, no. uh, yeah, yeah. She's she's kind of too soft for you.
0: Just a bit chatty
1: yeah you're too chatty for a chatty person
0: <laughs> anyway uh, what are we up to today in what's well, on the schedule uh, do you have anything
1: no no not at all let's uh let's go see if you want to you want to talk to marigold or well yeah a and
0: i would love to out. why don't you go why don't you go see Valdi
1: though follow up uh she shakes her head no i gotta leave her wanting a little bit a classic move.
0: Yeah, do you have a preference as to who you'd like to talk to first?
1: I mean, we're... Marigold's probably right outside.
0: Oh, yeah, very true. Let's Well, let's go see him.
1: Two of you get out of the hut, and believe it or not, it is not raining. Oh? Uh, it seems to be a clear day in Leylon. You look out uh, over the ocean, you can see... It's a bit cloudy, but otherwise, it looks uh, looks pretty nice. You see, Mary and says... Oh, yes. Um, I did hear, Mr. Copper, Miss Nightbreeze, that you two were a part of a bit of uh, an adventure in our own town last night. Are you both all right? I mean, aside from some
0: minor scrapes and bruises and emotional damage i think i'm quite fine
1: yes well i am very glad that sergeant yoram was able to assist you so well and keep you both safe that's good I'm sorry. to hear. can you say that one more time He kind of shakes his head yes um sergeant yoram told me that he was able to uh help you defeat this aberration that that appeared is that correct
0: is that what he said
1: yes yes did he do it single-handedly
0: i'll save that as a tale for him to tell you
1: oh okay well is there anything i can do for you today would you like to work on your draconic more
0: i perhaps another day today i actually have some questions you are a priest correct
1: he kind of gestures to himself that is correct
0: I mean I could dress like a king but that doesn't make me one. Anyway,
1: Inverna inverna nods and she says, "Yep, yep, that's true." <laughs>
0: anyway, do you know anything about any of the evil gods?
1: Um yes, of of course I know about I would like to think all of the gods uh I know of Baal. Is that perhaps who you speak? Um, what
0: can you tell me of Mirkul?
1: The god of death? Yes. Bad dude. <laughs> he, is the, <laughs> he is the lord of death. He is also deathless himself. He has died before and he will rise again. He is evil. He is a necromancer who can raise the dead, and his symbol is that of a skull. He's bad news.
0: Do you know if he has any connection to the Mare of Dead Men, by chance?
1: Marigold kind of looks up at that and taps his chin. Now that is an interesting question. I could see it. It would appear that over the years, the Mirror of Dead Men has been a constant source of the undead. Where they come from, no one knows, but if it was Mirkul that was raising them, that would make sense to me. Why are you so curious about Mirkul?
0: No reason in particular. Just trying to learn up on my lore of the land. Hmm. I was... I wasn't very... My family was never very religious.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, praise be unto Lathander. Let's hope his light sheds its brightness across our town.
0: I... It looks like it is right now, and I point up to the cloudless sky.
1: He says this is what I've been praying for.
0: Keep doing... Keep doing Lathander's work. Please i'm grateful for it and i am grateful to sleep in a dry tent every once in a while
1: oh yes of course you can have your tent here for as long as you like mr copper we are all grateful to have you here
0: what time you... it's like five o'clock
1: yeah it's very early but uh, the the sun is rising so and you can see it's very clear we'll say it's like we'll we'll say you and inverna chatted and you're in the hut for a bit so closer to five thirty now
0: okay i let's go find vespa all
1: right all right yeah we can go find him you two walk over to just a group of tents where the guards generally hang out and you see Goarly, the kind of cowardly dwarf Who's just now waking up, and he says, "All oh, right, I I did hear that the the tower is open again. I, I've been stationed there again today, so thanks for taking care of the ghosty."
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't uh, not all of a day's work, you know. By right. chance, have you seen Vesper?
1: Oh yeah, he's he's asleep. All he right, he likes to sleep
0: in. How does he feel about be, being woken
1: up early? Oh, it's it, it's fine. He's used to it. He's used okay. to Sergeant Yoram ye- yelling at all of us whenever he wants us to do something.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. It's good to see you. I, can you remind me your name? It's I don't go- believe you ever told me. It's Goli. Goli. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. G-O-R-L-I. Goli. Gorley. Yes. Thank you. Okay, sure. <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> <I>, walks off.
0: <laughs> can I go to Vesper's tent and... Kind of just open it, Vespa. Need you for a minute, (laughs) Mama? Is that you? No, it's Bradley
1: Copper. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah,
0: how how you doing? I have need for your talents as a linguist. If you're coming, a linguist?
1: Yeah, sure. He stands up and he kind of wipes his eyes. He says, "You need you need a bit of Draconic help in your life, or what?" Yes, I do actually. We're gonna go visit our friends, the Lizard Folk. Oh, oh, okay, sure, yeah. Let's let's go do it. He uh, takes a moment to get himself dressed, and as you're walking out, uh, Sergeant Yoram walks up and he says, "Hmm, yes, right. Uh, where would you be going, Private Vesper?" And Vesper says, "Uh, sounds like Mister Copper here's got a little mission for me, sir. Is that all right if I do that before I get to my post?" And Yoram squints at you and he says. Hmm. Bradley, what would you be doing with my guard this early in the morning?
0: Well, just a friendly conversation with some folks. And I'm certain someone like yourself who can single-handedly take down an aberration such as that one that we fought last night should be able to handle whatever comes in the town today, correct?
1: His eyes widen. And he says bradley could i speak to you for a moment in private
0: 100 percent.
1: he pulls you to the side and he looks at you and he says right i cannot have my townspeople believing that i am not capable do you understand this bradley
0: i understand perfectly and i think the best way to show your townspeople that you are capable is to actually do something.
1: Why don't you roll me persuasion or intimidation with advantage?
0: (laughs) I wish there was just a disrespect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Disrespect roll.
0: (laughs) Give me a fucking disrespect roll for that one. So intimidation, that was a dirty, it was a 20.
1: He kind of nods and he says, Right, 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 right. I do agree with that. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well. Uh, yes. Enjoy private first company, and we will see you later. And Absolutely. Just and off. also,
0: it's it's it is very courteous to not spread lies about yourself.
1: He squints at you and he says, uh,
0: or, or specifically involving feats that you had nothing to do with if that makes sense
1: he just kind of because
0: i don't know if you know but i know and gallia knows that inverna over there was the one to take out that aberration and if she can take out that aberration imagine what she could do to a regular man
1: his eyes go wide and he says right 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 you're absolutely right i i, I will uh right this wrong and he walks off quickly cool all right. What a coward! <laughs> you and Verna and Private Vesper walk off towards the swamp. Uh, it takes you no time at all—maybe thirty-minute walk—and you are upon the lizard folk camp. And sure enough, you see your friend Hisan, and you see kind of a smile, and he says, and Vesper just relays a greeting. He says uh he says it's good to see you bradley didn't hear
0: bradley in there but it's good to see you too Hison. i have he, a couple
1: of... he didn't call you bradley uh he he called you favored one.
0: Oh. okay
1: but tell i know he wasn't to... talking to
0: me <laughs> <laughs> tell him it's good to see him as well and then He's... i have some questions for him that i hope he doesn't mind answering this early in the morning
1: he relays all of that, and Hisan looks happy to answer any questions you have. You see they have, uh, they have a few goats that they're just working on butchering, and otherwise he's, yeah, happy to talk to you.
0: What can you tell me about the god Mirkul, and if he has any connection to these lands?
1: Hisan shakes his head and Vesper relays back to you he uh, he says he, he's never heard of no miracle
0: what about Talos
1: relays the same thing Ysan thinks he, he doesn't know about it
0: if you've seen a lot of undead is there any particular direction they come from
1: Isan thinks about that and he relays through Vesper that the undead tend to come from deep within the mirror of dead men. The deeper you are, the more you're likely you're gonna find them. He says he's also seen them come up from out of the water. Damn.
0: Thank you very much, Hison.
1: He uh we're gonna say it's about seven he invites you uh to eat some breakfast with the tribe oh i'd love to they're eating uh goat
0: <laughs> hell yeah
1: bradley loves goat all right you eat some goat with them and it's about 8 30 by the time you're heading out and these lizard folk kids show you this little game that's kind of like hacky sack but then like if you can catch the ball on your head it's more points and so like people are working with you to try and teach you but you don't really have a snout so it's a lot yeah. harder for you <laughs> um and vesper seems to be getting along with everybody because he can speak the language Inverna seems super fish out of water but she just kind of sits along for the ride
0: i'm i teach the kids Uh, this game i call it pocket bugs what you do (laughs) is you get these you find a big bug right and you you take it and then somebody else has to find another bug and you put them in a little arena and you make them fight each other and then the winner gets i don't know money or sticks or something
1: there's a few like teenager ones which would really be about like six and seven and eight year olds uh-huh. That looks super fucking into this, and then there's like one three year old that's just crying. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, you, you head back.
0: Hell yeah. Glad I can, glad I can teach them pocket bugs.
1: <laughs> what else is going on in your day? You have, you have this entire day off. It was going to be an off day anyway.
0: I feel like everything I'm doing is leading to dead ends.
1: And Verna kind of nods and she says, you know what we need to find? What? Is the map that goes with them glasses.
0: I forgot about those glasses.
1: Yep, so did the audience, I have a feeling.
0: (laughs) You're right. Where do you think we could find it?
1: I've got no idea, but we could pick a direction if you wanted. Or we could see if Zephyros knows. We could see if maybe Valdi's picked anything up in a shipment. Griselda probably won't be much help, but Scylla likes to keep her ear to the ground. We could talk to her.
0: Let's go see. I, I, I assume the trail out is kind of close to the docks, right? And Zephyros, I, think I have, we, the it's, yeah, but Zafiro, have the map, I know Zephyros' shop is on the other side of mm-hmm. the town.
1: Yeah, Zephyros' shop is like kind of close to the way out, but the docks are like right along the way out. Yeah,
0: let's go see Voldy first, and then we can circle around to Zephyros.
1: In front of Nods. Yeah, perfect. Cool. You drop Vesper back off. He was super happy to hang out for a bit. He says, I uh, guess it's back to just putting up fence posts for me. Uh, but I'll see y'all later. Keep, keep me in mind. Oh. If if you got I any other, I thought you were gonna.
0: I thought you were if, gonna continue on. Sorry. If, if, if you <laughs> thanks, got any thanks, other.
1: Thanks Vespa. <laughs> Keep we'll me in mind you if, you, if you got any other more any, any more fun things. Just Absolutely. Of... Hey,
0: if you want to teach the other gods about pocket bugs, you're more than welcome to.
1: I'm not that interested in pocket bugs. Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's interested in pocket
0: bugs eventually.
1: You walk down the dock. And it looks like one of the docks is being worked on, but people seem lively today because the sun's out, things are going on, there's actually some traffic on the dock, and you see Valdi. She sees Inverna and she, <gasps> um, yes, hello, it, it is good to see both of you. How, how are you both doing? Inverna, I'm I sorry. You should take
0: I, the lead on this one.
1: I'm sorry, I, I actually have to say something. Inverna, do you mind if I speak to you in in private? And Inverna kind of looks at you, Bradley, and... looks back at her and says, uh... sure, but I mean, I'm probably just going to tell Bradley what you say anyway. And Valdi squints at that and says, what? That, that is strange, okay. Alright, well, <laughs> then, to be perfectly frank, um... I don't believe it's very professional for the two of us to be seeing one another. I am technically your boss. And Inverna's eyes kind of go wide, and she says, Oh. Yeah. That's not what I was hoping to hear. And Valdi says, I am very sorry to do that to you. We could talk about it more later, perhaps. Uh, What did you come to me about? We were wondering if you'd
0: seen any... I don't know, strange scraps of paper, stone tablets, wooden carvings, anything like that recently in your shipments, or if anyone's fished it up or anything.
1: And Verna's head is just kind of hanging down while you're asking about this, and Valdi (laughs) says... (laughs) Valdi says, I wouldn't be the one to deal with those sorts of things. It would likely be Scylla. I've put her in charge of keeping track of anything that's not fish related at the docks. She just she's not very good at fishing. Um, Okay, you can find her in the fishery.
0: We would love to see Scylla.
1: Verna says, yeah, can't wait. See hey, so. Inverna.
0: Why don't you go on? Why don't you go on ahead
1: for me? I'll yeah, catch
0: you. I got to yeah. do some stretches really quick, and I just start
1: yeah. doing some
0: stretches. Got to, you know, limbo myself up. She says, so "I'm just escape. gonna
1: go. I'm just gonna go hang out at the tent. I think." Are you sure? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go do that. I think. Okay, I, bye. I would <laughs> she, love to have you. <laughs> she just. Okay. She walks to the tent uh valdy says i i'm very sorry to do that to your friend but it is completely unprofessional i i'm in charge of delegating tasks to you at times it's just it doesn't make sense
0: well i just don't see what that has to do with anything like i mean you can still have a personal and a professional relationship with someone
1: She shakes her head and she says, I I shouldn't even be having this conversation with you. I'm very sorry. Scylla's inside if you would like to speak to her.
0: Let's have a rain check on this.
1: Valdi shakes her head and she says, Nope, don't want to do that either, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) You walk inside. Fishy, fishy smell hits you. You see Scylla at a, a corner table. She sees you and she waves. Bradley, Bradley! Oh my God! Oh my God! I have something for you. Oh, Scylla! Exactly who I wanted to see. She pulls out an envelope, and she says, "You have, um, you have a letter from your mom." My mother. Yes, your mom wrote you, all the way from Neverwinter. Someone brought it here. They literally got paid to do it. To bring well, you yes, mail. that's how.
0: That's how postage works
1: yes i i know that i just i didn't want you to think that i had it for some weird reason
0: okay yeah sure i go silly this is already opened have you been reading
1: this (laughs) she says i just took a quick peek see because i wanted to make sure there was no like espionage going on you know that would be crazy like what if you were a bad guy bradley and the whole town was like entrusted into you and you just fucking killed us all that would be nuts I lean in really, I lean in really close to her. (laughs) And I say,
0: if I was planning on killing anyone, the person who opened my personal mail would be the first to go.
1: Uh, Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and enjoy the letter from your mom. It's pretty short.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm going to read the letter.
1: I, I didn't write this out, so it's not scripted, but your mom says, uh, Bradley, I miss you dearly, son. I want you to know that your father is ever worried about you, all the time. I tell him multiple times a day that you are more than capable of taking such care of yourself. After all, you killed a dragon or two, I think. (laughs) She goes on to say, he doesn't really approve of your lifestyle, I don't think, but... It's not his life to lead, now is it? Also, I really upset your little brother. He and I were supposed to go into a business together, Sly's snack a doodle وه- <clears throat> but unfortunately, we butted heads, and Sly decided to move out of the house. We, had, of course, told him that we would buy him a cheap five-bedroom, three-bathroom house here in the city, but... He denied us. He said that he's going out into the world. He said that he wanted to follow in the steps of his hero. I think he meant you, Bradley. And then it's just signed, love, Mom.
0: Slyanda, what are you getting yourself into? Anyway, Scylla,
1: I oh was wondering... Oh, my gosh, yes. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah.
0: If you had Wasn't found Wasn't that so any... sweet
1: about your brother leaving like and after like your footsteps like wasn't that sweet how old's your brother is he cute
0: i mean if i'm anything to go off of
1: oh my god bradley you're like a sculpted man but like oh no like no way no you're i mean like oh god you're fucking hot but no like you're just kind of old for me you know but uh I... how old's your brother how old is my brother how old's your brother you're at least like two years older
0: i'm 26 yeah. So I'm going to say he is 23. He was l-
1: okay, yeah. I think that I think that adds up. I think that adds up.
0: He's he's 23.
1: That's, just, that's only 5 years difference. That's not that weird. It's not that weird. If you, what do you do? You divide in anyway, half. Anyway, I, add- I have a
0: question yes? for you. I uh-huh. need mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you to not get off track. This is very important. This oh, okay. could and I'm serious. This could decide the fate of the entire Sword Coast. Okay. <laughs> Have you found any weird parchments, tablets, wooden carvings along the shipments or anyone has fished up?
1: She thinks.
0: Or have you heard of anyone talking about them?
1: She goes through, she says, I found this rubber duck. I found this pair of used underwear. I did scoop up this book off the bottom of the ocean, but it's completely just smut. I found this paper. It doesn't have anything to do with that, though. It's just a love letter. It's written about someone named Faye. I guess she died. Someone threw it into the ocean. Sad. But...
0: would love that letter
1: but also she says (laughs) but i still haven't found what you're looking for sorry bradley i really am i i don't know i don't know anything about these like carvings or maps or anything i didn't use the word map i don't i don't remember what you say honestly I'm just thinking about my the next thing I'm going to say while you talk.
0: Well, Scylla, if you find... I do want that love letter. And if you do find <laughs> anything strange... <laughs> she
1: says, oh, the love letter's gone. The love if you letter, find
0: anything strange, Scylla... Uh-huh.
1: Like the love know. letter? I burned it. I burned it because it just made me so sad. I like to burn things when I'm sad. And sometimes when I'm happy. But never <laughs> when I'm neutrally feeling...
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Scylla I appreciate you. And yeah, remember what I said about opening my letters.
1: Yeah. No, I won't do it again. And I, I swear. Say
0: that with like the deadest face.
1: I I swear I won't do it again. Probably.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be intimidating.
1: All right. Go ahead and roll an intimidation check. I rolled a twenty-two. She nods and she says, "Yes, I get it. I get it. Okay, I won't do it again. I'm sorry." God. What are you, my dad? Ugh. (laughs) I'm old enough to be.
0: I'm gonna walk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay.
0: Go find Zephyros now.
1: Okay. You head over to Zephyros' shop. The door is locked, no one's there.
0: Where could I find Zephyros? At this hour. Does he have a does he have a, does he have a tent in town?
1: You ask around for I'm gonna say you spend an hour looking for Zephyros. You very quickly realize going from the few different the guard camp, the mason camp, to the carpenter camp, the fisher camp, all these different camps. Nobody knows where Zephyros sleeps.
0: Zephyros? No one here by that name, not for fifty years. <laughs>
1: so yeah you don't know you don't know what's up
0: god damn it i'm just gonna i guess i'll fucking. while i'm around town i'm gonna help people out as i can okay since i'm not finding what i need
1: i'm gonna say you spend the rest of the day working on some houses i'm not gonna have you make rolls you do a well enough job everybody appreciates you uh, you you see Chad Moneysworth kinda of behind you at one point. You're you're lifting something. He says Mm, yes. Don't forget to use those knees when you lift, Bradley. Mm, I like the view. And he kinda of Chad, I know how you. to
0: I know how to lift this stuff. Why aren't you doing anything, Chad?
1: I am, I'm supervising. God. It's very important to have a supervisor, Bradley.
0: I'm going to... Yeah. Cool.
1: Nighttime comes. You want to talk to Inverna at all? Are you ready for sleep?
0: Yeah, I'm going to... going to talk to Inverna, I guess, before I go to bed. I'm going to say, Hey, Inverna. How you feeling?
1: She kind of nods and she says, Shouldn't have stuck my neck out there, I guess.
0: Hey, that's what... Don't say that. That's what the... Dating scene is all about. You know, uh, uh, sticking your neck out there, especially for someone who does not seem to be as social as you are, is a very good thing, regardless of what the outcome is. I'm proud of you.
1: She nods. She says, Thanks, Bradley. You do a good job of cheering me up, bud.
0: And also, there was this major cutie around the campfire the other night. I don't remember if you saw her. But, who knows?
1: I'll I'll keep it in mind. Thanks, Bradley.
0: Well, I'm going to turn in for the night. I hope you sleep well, Inverna.
1: She nods and she says, you too, but you too. Two of you go to sleep. I'm giving you two more off days. What would you like to do in those two days? God... I don't want off days. Wasted the first one. (laughs) I don't want off days. I want on days.
0: (laughs) I'll fucking... Second one I'll help out around town. And then the third off day I'll...
1: uh, Houses are are coming along nicely. You work on Draconic. When you're working on Draconic at the end of your lesson, Marigold says, Oh, yes, Mr. Copper. I do believe that Zephyros is back at his shop if you'd like to go see him.
0: I would love to. Sure. Uh, Let let me go get Inverna really quick.
1: You've worked on two days of Draconic, correct? Yeah. Okay. So only eight more until you're fluent. Eight
0: more to go. I go to the tent. Inverna. Zephyrus is back.
1: She nods. She says, yeah, let's go talk to him. You walk into Aubrey's peculiarity shop. You see the same strange looking Zephyrus. He says... Oh God! What's his voice like? What the fuck does he? <laughs> it was like... Oh, yes.
0: It was like... yes, 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 yes.
1: Um, it is. It is a pleasure to see you, Bradley, Inverna. Good to see you both. Of course, always, as always. What is going on? Oh, but if you're here to ask me about gods or whatever, uh, please don't. I don't know. Um, I could tell you about. Uh, Talos and the things you already know, but you've already heard them. And the same thing for me, or cool? It's it's just. Uh, I can't offer you anything you don't already know.
0: Well, I wasn't here about that. I, oh, first off, well, wh- where have you been these past few days?
1: I've been looking for new peculiarities, and you'll never believe what I found. Things well, we can... of the peculiar nature, yes.
0: I actually, yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm actually here about some peculiarities, but perhaps some specific ones. Have you found by chance any weird parchments, tablets, stone tablets, wooden carvings, anything that could look like it could hold a map on it, but maybe doesn't?
1: Mm, No, I haven't. But I have found potions. That's fun, yes? Yes.
0: Well, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I don't have any gold on me today, Severus, and I do apologize.
1: Hmm. That is sad. What kind of... Ooh, parchments are you looking for again? I could keep my eyes out.
0: At this point, I don't know. I've got these glasses, and I pull up the glasses. And they're supposed to help me see a map. But...
1: Mind if I take a look? Go for it. He undoes them, he looks through them. He says, yes, Bradley, you will not be finding a hidden map. More likely hidden spots on something that is already a map. So don't go looking at bare tree trunks hoping to find something carved into them. Okay? This is going to be a situation where and he snaps them shut, passes back to you where you find secret locales on something that otherwise looks like an ordinary map probably a map of the sword coast if you're looking for something that might have to do with certain cults of certain storm lords that want to certainly see our demise yes Ooh, spicy
0: interesting and i'm not quite sure why i didn't think of that
1: it's okay Thank you, don't worry about it at all you've been a major help well, I do hate cultists and I do love peculiar information. <laughs> As you start to walk out of his shop, you hear him put his finger on his bar and he just kind of taps it. You need to know something, Bradley. If there is ever a day where Laylon is in danger... I will cut and run. I've never been a fighter, and I never will be. I've lived for a very long time, much longer than you would expect. There is more than meets the eye to Zephyros, and this is not my story. It is yours. Someone once said, with great power... Comes great mm, something, something to deal with helping people. I do not see it that way. I will help you for as long as I can, but I will never risk my neck for you. Do you understand that, young man?
0: I wouldn't have ever asked you to, Zephyrus.
1: Good. He kind of claps and a little cocktail appears in his hand. (laughs) I shall see you later. Any.
0: Do I have a map of the Sword Coast on me? Sure. Cool. I'm just going to just going to put these fucking glasses on and look at it like I should have done 12 fucking years ago.
1: Yeah, you don't see anything.
0: So God damn it.
1: Invernus says it might be invisible ink, like it's on a different map or something.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. We'd have to find that map.
1: Well... I'm sure a lead will just plop into our laps like they always do.
0: (laughs) I fucking hope so. (laughs) We've done nothing for three days, one of which was excruciatingly longer than the other two.
1: She nods and she says, you know what we should go do? What? We should go pray.
0: Okay. Sure.
1: She, uh, walks back to your tent, back to the Lathander Shrine. She parks herself. She kind of claps her hands and then she puts her fingers together and then she I don't know which way you'd do it if it's like this. I think this. you make like
0: a little, you make like a little, like you put them together, you know, this is palm little, to
1: palm. A little tent?
0: Yeah, like a little tent. Uh, like just palm, uh, palm to palm, get all your fingertips touching. Okay. Yeah, just like that.
1: She says, and then I close my eyes? Then you close your eyes. Okay. Are you going to pray too? Don't watch me pray. No, I'll, I'll pray as well. All right.
0: My eyes are closed.
1: They fucking better be. <laughs>
0: They are. I can't see a thing right now.
1: And she takes a second. You take a second. You each pray.
0: Lithander. Please. Don't let anything happen to Leylan or its people. Please protect them with your shining light. For these people, as quirky and as hard-assed and as <laughs> shitty as some of them may be, they're good people, and I'll do whatever it takes to keep them safe. And I hope you will as well. I guess, Amen. I don't know. I don't know how to end a prayer to Lythanda.
1: You and Inverna kind of look at each other you both look kind of pleased with yourselves and you hear from behind you I am so proud to see you both here doing what is needed. And Marigold is just smiling at both of you.
0: Cool. I, I guess it's night time, right?
1: Yep, the two of you conk out again. Anything else you want to do?
0: Not today.
1: In the morning, you are woken up. Someone opens up your tent at about 8 a.m. You hear the gruff voice of Griselda. Bradley! Inverna! Need you to come with me. Seems like there's something going on. She walks you to... What is it? The northern gate... Not, not that there is a gate, but the northern edge of town.
0: God, I can't believe you had me... Could have just fucking told me <laughs> you weren't going to have anything for me.
1: You realize, once again, the sun is up. It's a beautiful day. To the north, however, you see there are mean-looking storm clouds. Not only are they thick storm clouds, they are forming... Into the shape of Talos' symbol. They look like three lightning bolts. You see Valdi, Yoram, Gallio, all standing. Who am, I, who am I forgetting? Oh, and Marigold, all standing right there. And Griselda has escorted you over. She says, Look at that. What you make of it?
0: Definitely the work of
1: this Talos cult. Yoram furrows his brow and says, "Okay, right. Well, then, in that case, um, I think I need to see to some things, perhaps, uh, just a few things with the guards, of course." And he begins to just walk off. And Yoram go. Uh, Griselda the growler she grabs his arm and she says oh no you don't you bloody fucking pansy we're all in this together we gotta to figure out what to do and he kinda nods but he's obviously very worried he looks at you and he says yeah, yes Bradley
0: I think you and I and in Inverna should go check out those clouds see what their source is
1: and Galio says hold they're just a second look at that And he points, and you see some people are coming towards the village. They look soaked, and Valdi says, Oh, thank the gods, it's the the settlers that we sent out last night. I was at fear for their safety in that storm. And you see there's a group of soaking wet people being pulled in a cart, that looks like it should have two horses it only has one horse pulling it there are two soldiers accompanying it you see gorley again the kind of cowardly dwarf and then you also see uh that hot babe of a guard (laughs) ailey the human i kind of lean to
0: inverna and i say that's
1: the one i was talking about inverna leans back she says she's straight as fuck. i swear to god i know she is my gaydar is not going off one bit Gorley steps up and he says, Right, everyone, I just wanted to tell you, uh, we we couldn't make it to Neverwinter. We had to turn around and... Faldi says, it, It's quite alright. We see the storm. is looks brutal. What might have happened? And Ailey speaks up. She says, Well, uh, we were just going along our merry way. But Lou's not back with us. And Yoram kind of blinks and he says, w- w- where, where is she? Because that woman is probably uh, the best guard we have in our, in our ranks. And Gallio says, that's true. She's quite fierce. Have you met her, Bradley? And they're speaking of a, of a guard named Lou who you have not met.
0: No, I don't believe I have.
1: Ailey kind of looks at you. There's a kind of a sigh of relief when she meets her eyes to yours and she says, Yeah, so she... She's back there fighting off something, but I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, the storm just became so violent we couldn't continue. There was rain at first and fierce winds and the cart was shaking and then hailstones the size of apples started falling on us and then... We knew it was time to turn back when one of the horses was struck by lightning. And Valdi kind of, That poor creature. Gorley speaks up and he says, It's it's extra weird because we turned around and a hundred yards back there was no storm at all like it is right now, sun shining. And Marigold nods and he says, it would seem that Lethanda protects Leilon. But he does not protect the rest of the coast. He turns to you. Bradley, would you be willing to go investigate? See if is still alive? Of course. And Verna nods, she Verna says, with me and... Yeah, yeah, we gotta.
0: <laughs> I think we could use the expertise of
1: Sir Yoram as well. I-I am no sort. sir- sir, there, Bradley, I, I do not- I do not believe I can join you on this, uh, i must make sure the town is safe and all. Oh, come on, we've- you've got
0: two great guards right here.
1: Gourley says, wait, are you talking about me? That's very kind of you, nobody's ever called me great.
0: And, if you can't accompany me, at least let me see your shield. Because I cannot have hailstones the size of apples landing on my head.
1: Yoram nods immediately. He says, right, yes, of of course. Why why don't you take this, please, Bradley? Take this. And he gives you a shield. Nice. (laughs) Galio kind of squints at you with like a cheeky smile. He's like, right, Bradley. Sure, I do believe you need to make haste. Then we will. Are you two going to take your horses?
0: How far away are there? Is it?
1: Uh, just about... We're going to say two miles.
0: I also... Now I said they can, left
1: last night, but they left this morning. That's my bad.
0: No, we can run it.
1: Okay. You and Inverna take off as quickly as you can. You now have... What's your AC with shield? 16. Hell yeah. To take off.
0: And does it have like the like the symbol of Leylon or something on it?
1: It has the Neverwinter crest on it.
0: Oh. Well.
1: Laylon doesn't really have a symbol.
0: Gonna paint one for it.
1: Hell yeah. You run about two miles as quickly as you can, you're in good shape, you handle it. But eventually you see a wall of storms surges and howls in the distance. The sunny, mild weather gives way immediately to rain and hail, violent winds, and electrical discharges. You can hear the thunder just. Poof, poof. Passing in and out of the wall of this storm are two figures in plate armor, each swinging a flail at a lone figure in splint mail wielding a longsword. The lone fighter taking on the two-in-plate, where's the emblem of the Laylon Garrison? I guess there is an emblem. <laughs> Awkward. But you assume this is Emma Lou. What would you like to do?
0: I would like to how far from you is she? We're
1: going to say 50 feet.
0: 50 feet. Well, of course I want to run up as closely as I can.
1: And I think it's time to roll initiative. 17 oh my goodness we all were in the teens okay your max HP 66 at the top of the order Inverna looks at you she says we gotta do something right I mean those two are gonna fuck her up yes we do she moves up 30 feet she's 20 feet away she's going to fire her bow at these things she shoots twice hitting once remember you can clearly see there in plate mail hitting twice and she deals 12 plus 12 halved as these do not connect so she only does 12 damage total but she hits one of them it kind of staggers these two things seem to be in pretty good spirits you can see the storm has not yet reached them but it's moving towards all three of them. So three flail attacks. All right. Lou's getting attacked once, twice, thrice. She's only hit once by the first one and she takes 10 points of damage as a flail just kind of clocks her in the side of the head. You watch her kind of twist. Then the other one swings its flail in the sky and you see it begin to glow with lightning and it swings down at her
0: i'm going to say by the (laughs) by the power of Grayskull. you have no power here nor in leylon and i'm gonna cutting words and whatever it rolled it needs to take a seven off of
1: okay it's a miss so it's a complete whiff, and it is your turn. And you could tell that looked like it was gonna fucking hurt, but it was a miss. So good work.
0: I'm. You said I'm fifty feet back. Yes. I want to cast fireball in an area that will not hit easily Emelu, doable, but still easily, hit both of
1: them. Easily doable.
0: Cool. They both need to give me a dexterity saving throw. I'm casting it as a fourth level.
1: One of them rolled a nat twenty okay the other one rolled a 15
0: okay so they both succeed so they both take half of 33 Uh, so 16
1: 16 okay they take that full damage from that make me a perception check also do you move up 30 feet
0: no I was just going to stay back they take full damage from that
1: no they don't take full damage make me a perception check
0: Uh, Full damage
1: as in it's not halved. The half isn't halved That's what I meant. Sorry.
0: You said perception? Yeah. Even though my natural perception is an 18? Yes. This is a higher than 18.
1: Yes. Okay. You're 50 feet away. Okay. You can clearly see that these are suits of armor without humanoids inside of them they look to be controlled by some wisps of air. As if air elementals have taken over armor. You're staying back. You see Emmaloo looks back quickly. She says, uh, Emmaloo sounds so southern. (laughs) It does. (laughs) She says, uh, hey, thanks, y'all. Glad to have some help. And she draws a short sword she's got long sword, long sword and short sword in hand so she's making three attacks hits once nat 20 on the second one so this one's just going to go ahead and be normal damage instead of halved she does six damage to the one that Inverno is not working on plus another two and then short sword attack
0: do they take half damage from all weapons, or just non-magical?
1: Non-magical.
0: Isn't doesn't Inverna still have the dragon slayer?
1: This isn't Inverna swinging. This is Emma Lou swinging. No, but earlier, Inverna was shooting with a bow.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, I was wondering. I was wondering how she got so close.
1: Now Inverna rushes up the pass. The last twenty feet. You see the storm has creeped close enough now that these suits of armor are in it and you can just kind of tell they are emboldened they're going to be rolling their attacks with advantage but it's inverness attack, attack first two-handed sword that's a hit with a 21 and a miss with a 16. She deals the full 11 damage she deals to this guy. He looks hurt. You see him swing this thing in the air. It starts to charge with lightning. It's going to swing it in Verna.
0: Inverna! Verna, watch out! That's my cutting words.
1: Okay. He
0: needs to take away six from whatever he rolled.
1: Okay. 25 minus six is a 19. Hits in Verna. God damn it. She takes 8 plus 8 8 bludgeoning and 19 lightning for a total of 27 points of damage as she's just smashed on the top of her head. She kind of crumples a little bit, wavers but she does not fall. This other one's going to attack Emelo three times. Hits. Hits. And hits. Mm, Love it. And she takes five plus, oh god, oh god, plus five. She takes 19 points of damage. She's at 29 HP. Oh, okay. She gets whacked that third time, and you can just kind of see her tuck her arms in, she's trying to keep herself safe but she's getting battered it is your turn Bradley
0: I'm going to run up closer gonna run up the full 30 feet feet, and I'm gonna say Lathander, guide this attack strike them down with your might and I'm going to cast Ralathim's psychic lance on one of them and it needs to make me an intelligent saving throw
1: you wanna do the one with more or less HP?
0: Less HP.
1: I could also have word that it worded that as do you wanna attack the one attacking Inverna or attacking MLU?
0: I wanna attack the one attacking MLU. Okay. That's the one with less.
1: That's the one with more. Okay then. Oh
0: No, I wanna I want to attack the one that's attacking MLU.
1: Okay. And it needs to make an intelligence save? Yes. That is a 16.
0: God damn it. Okay, well, it's going to take half this. So 25, half to 12? 12. Half to 12.
1: Okay. It looks hurt, does not look dead.
0: And then as my bonus action, I'm going to say, Lou. I know you don't know me, but I've heard of you. You're one of the best, and I know you can make it through this and give her bardic inspiration.
1: Fuck yeah. It is her turn. Let's see if she can do some damage. That would be a miss even with Bardic. So she's not going to waste it there. That would be a hit regardless of Bardic. And we're going to try the Bardic on that. She rolled an 11. She needs an 18. Let's see if she can do it. Look at that shit. Hell yeah. It's a 7 for the people that are listening and can't see what I'm holding up. She deals 10 half to 5 and 6 half to 3 for 8 points of damage. She's just, it's clang, 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 clang. as metal's hitting metal. She's trying to cut into this air elemental and take care of it. Bradley, roll me a history check. History. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I haven't used in a while, if ever. It's a nine. <laughs>
1: okay. Perfect. You've got no idea what what could be historical <laughs> in the in the works. Okay. I've been playing these guys a little bit wrong. <laughs> So, on their first turn, they should have had disadvantage. So, keep that in mind, DMs. They have disadvantage if they're outside the storm. Now they're inside the storm. The storm is also now enveloped in Verna, and it's got a in it. And it's creeping towards you slowly but surely. It is in Verna's turn. She's going to make her two swift long sword attacks. 25, no, 27 to hit and a 28 to hit. Both of those will hit. Six points of damage plus 10 points of damage, 16. The one in Verna's attacking looks right fucked up, but it is not. They both look right fucked up, but neither of them's dead. Let me see here. I'm going to have them roll with disadvantage this time to make it up to you. Since I was a bad DM. So with disadvantage...
0: Did they roll everything with disadvantage or just attacks?
1: Attacks... Uh, Again, yeah, attacks against people. Um, They're rolling with disadvantage. That's definitely going to miss Inverna. That would hit regardless, and that would hit regardless. So she takes 7 plus 9, 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Inverna gets hit again in the chin, and then again on the other side of her face. She's at 15 HP. Fuck. Then with disadvantage, attacking... Emily, that would be a miss that would be a miss that would be a hit and takes 6 points of bludgeoning damage she's at 23 these two women both bigger than you, both stronger than you generally, just getting the shit flailed out <laughs> of them and you're sitting pretty at 66 HP, what will you do?
0: I'm going to cast fireball again to hit okay. the two th- elementals but okay. not the two ladies.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Need them both to make dexterity saving throws for me.
1: First one's a nat one. Okay. The other one is a seven.
0: They both fail. Fuck yeah. And they're both going to take 32 points of fire damage.
1: What does it look like when these two arrow are blasted out of their armor and killed? The...
0: This is, a, this is like a double-handed fireball. I just kind of. I see these women getting fucking blasted, and I'm like, No! And it fucking flies through the air, lands, the flames expand, it bursts their armor off of them, and they just evaporate into the air. Hell yeah. And honestly, it even blows back the rain a bit. Like, around them.
1: Hells yeah. Okay. You I, guess, s- I guess any fireball would do that. You see Inverna and Emmalou run out of the storm towards you, but you can see as they're running towards you, the storm is slowly inching towards you. Emmalou says, hey, thanks, y'all. Uh, oh, my God, I, w- I would have been a goner if it hadn't been for the two of you. Uh, um, well, we're you glad s- you're not.
0: I'm Bradley. This is Inverna. Let's get she- you back to
1: town. She looks at both of you. Nods. you see that there are three lightning bolts that seem to have been freshly burned into her head. And Inverna kind of points at it and says, Bradley, I think that happened to her when she got hit with that lightning flail. How do you feel? She shakes her head. She says, I, I mean, I'm bloody, but I feel all right. She kind of touches it. She says, ooh, yeah, it's, it's tender for sure.
0: You two start heading back to town. I'm going to investigate.
1: Inverna nods and she says, I, I ain't going to leave you behind, Bradley, but get on out of here, Emmaloo. Emmaloo nods and she says, Wait, before I go, just so you know, this storm is coming straight for Leylan. There's no doubt about that, but I, I don't know what could be causing it. But when I was in the storm proper, there was lightning everywhere. I just started praying to Talos, and it was not hitting me, but it was hitting near me. So, just keep that in mind. I said a few prayers to the Storm God, uh, and, and I'm not going back in there. So, as long as we're cool with that, I'm gonna yeah head back to Laylon. Okay, cool. She runs back. Bradley, you and Inverna near the storm's edge.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cure wounds her a couple okay. times. For how much? Gonna gonna second level cure wounds are well, second level cure wounds are once, so that's gonna be twelve points of health. And then all third level cure wounds hurt once. Okay. And that's gonna be seventeen points of
1: health. She is at forty-four fifty-eight. Cool. You two near this storm. Your eye immediately attaches itself to the suits of armor. From 50 feet away and a nine history check you might not have remembered. But now you do remember. You've seen these suits of armor before. You saw them with the blacksmith at the wayside inn. Modular is Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job is our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Stormlord's Wrath. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter, at mod the Pod. Join our f- private Facebook group, at The Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, at The Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube, at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to at First Fantasy BKS, a.k.a. First Fantasy Books. They are an amazing startup that is dedicated to creating quality, diverse fantasy literature for early English readers. If you have a little one in your life who is just starting to read, please check First Fantasy Books out. They might just get that special tyke in your life hooked on fantasy before you get them rolling their first set of dice. They follow us on Twitter. If you want an amazing, special, very uniquely marketed shout-out like First Fantasy Books, message us on Twitter, or wherever you follow us, and we can hook you up with something extra special. Wink. Thank you so much for all of your support. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. We cradle you in our arms at night. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular.